You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Christmas to the whole tribe. Welcome. If you're new here, my name is Pastor Doug, and we want to do a special service where we invited all the children to the service for Christmas Eve this year. And so would all the children in the room, if you'd be okay to stand up, children, any children in this service? I know there were a load of them the past two services. What I'm going to invite you to do, children, is all the children can walk down here and sit on the little rug right down here on the floor in front of me. Parents, if you need to help them walk down, you're welcome to do that, or they can come on their own and just sit right down here on the rugs, and there'll be some helpers, some Kid City staff to help you get situated. And while all the children are making their way to the rug, I want you to turn to someone in front of you, behind you, or beside you, and tell them Merry Christmas, and tell them what your favorite Christmas gift of all times was. Well, as I decided to invite the children into the service tonight, I wanted to make my teaching targeted towards children of all ages, right? So many years ago, boys and girls, I was teaching the Bible some teenagers in a home. You know what teenagers, right? They're those bigger kids that are crazy, local. So I was teaching these teenagers about Jesus, And the home where I was staying to teach them, the family that owned the home, they had a little girl, and her name was Bailey. Well, Bailey had, uh, she didn't have all her fingers like uh, most people do, but she had these little nubs 
on her hand. And you know how some kids can be, they can tease other kids that don't look like other kids do, right? And so Bailey became a friend of mine while I was staying in her parents' home, and she showed me her favorite children's book, and it really moved my heart. And so I thought I would share her favorite children's book with you today. You'll see the illustrations on the screen, and it was written by pastor and author Max Lucado, and it's called The Crippled Lamb. So here's how the story goes. Once upon a time, in a sunny valley, there lived a little lamb named Joshua. He was white with black spots, black feet, and sad eyes. Josh felt sad when he saw the other lambs with snow-white wool and no spots. He felt sad when he saw the other sheep with their moms and dads because he didn't have a mom or dad. But he felt saddest when he saw the other lambs running and jumping because he couldn't. Josh had been born with one leg that didn't work right. He was crippled. He always limped when he walked. That's why he always watched while the other lambs ran and played. Josh felt sad and alone, except when Abigail was around. Abigail was Josh's best friend. She didn't look like a friend for a lamb. She was an old cow. She was brown and white. She had these blotches that looked like rain puddles on a path. Her belly was round as a barrel, and her voice was always kind and friendly. Some of Joshua's favorite hours were spent with Abigail. They loved to pretend they were on adventures in distant lands. Josh liked to listen to Abigail tell stories about the stars. They would spend hours on the hill looking into the valley. They were good friends, but even with a good friend like Abigail, Josh still got sad. In fact, it made him sad to be the only lamb who could not run and jump and play in the grass. That's when Abigail would turn to him and say, don't be sad, little Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. Josh wanted to believe her, but it was hard. Some days he just felt alone. He really felt alone the day the shepherds decided to take the lambs to the next valley where there was more grass. The sheep had been in this valley so long the ground was nearly bare. All the sheep were excited when the shepherd told them that they were going to a new meadow. As they prepared to leave, Josh hobbled over and took his place on the edge of the group. But the others started laughing at him. You're too slow to go all the way to the next valley. Go back, slowpoke. We'll never get there if we have to wait on you. Go back, Joshua. That's when Josh looked up and saw the shepherd standing in front of him. They're right, my little Joshua. You better go back. This trip is too long for you. Go and spend the night in the stable. Josh looked at the man for a long time. Then he turned slowly and began limping away. When Josh got to the top of the hill, he looked down and saw all the other sheep headed towards the green grass. Never before had he felt so left out. A big tear slipped out of his eye. It rolled down his nose and fell on a rock. Just then he heard Abigail behind him, and Abigail said what she always said when Josh felt sad. Don't be sad, little Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. Slowly the two friends turned and walked to the stable together. By the time they got to the little barn, the sun was setting like a big orange ball. 
Josh and Abigail went inside and began to eat some hay out of the feed box. They were very hungry and the hay tasted good. For a little while, Joshua forgot that he had been left behind. Go to sleep, little friend, Abigail said after they finished eating. You've had a hard day. Josh was tired, so he lay down in the corner on some straw and he closed his eyes. He felt Abigail lie down beside him and he was glad to have Abigail as his friend. Soon Josh was asleep. At first he slept soundly, curled up against Abigail's back. In his sleep, he dreamed. He dreamed of running and jumping just like other sheep. He dreamed of long walks with Abigail through the valley. He dreamed of being in a place where he never felt left out. Suddenly, strange noises woke him up. Abigail, he whispered, wake up. I'm scared. Abigail lifted her big head and looked around. The stable was dark except for a small lamp hanging on the wall. Somebody's here, Josh whispered. They looked across the dimly lighted stable. There, lying on some fresh hay in the feed box, was a baby. A young woman was resting on a big pile of hay beside the feed box. Joshua looked at Abigail, thinking his friend could tell him what was going on, but Abigail was just as surprised as Josh. Josh looked again at the woman and the child, then limped across the stable. He stopped next to the mother and looked into the baby's face. The baby was crying. He was cold. The woman picked up the baby and put him on the hay next to her. And Josh looked around the stable for something to keep the baby warm. Usually there were blankets, but not tonight. The shepherds had taken them on their trip across the valley. Then Josh remembered his own soft, warm wool. Timidly, he walked over and curled up close to the baby. Thank you, little lamb, the baby's mother said softly. Soon, the little child stopped crying and went back to sleep. About that time, a man entered the stable carrying some rags. I'm sorry, Mary, he explained. This is all the cover I could find. It's okay, she answered. This little lamb has kept the new king warm. A king? Joshua looked at the baby and wondered who he might be. This is Jesus. Mary spoke as if she knew Josh's question. He's God's son. He came from heaven to teach us about God. Just then there was another noise at the door. It was the shepherds, the ones who had left Joshua behind. Their eyes were big and they were excited. We saw a bright light and heard the angels, they began. Then they saw Joshua next to the baby. Joshua, do you know who this baby is? He does now. It was the young mother who was speaking. She looked at Joshua and smiled. God has heard your prayers, little lamb. This little baby is the answer. Joshua looked down at the baby. Somehow he knew this was a special child. This was a special moment. He also understood why he had been bored with a crippled leg. Had he been like the other sheep, he would have been over in the valley. But since he was different, he was in the stable among the first to welcome Jesus into the world. 
he turned and walked back to Abigail and took his place beside his friend. You're right, he told her. God does have a special place for me. And here's what I want you to know. Children of all ages, perhaps you feel like the crippled lamb in some way. Maybe it's something physical that you struggle with. Maybe it's something emotional you struggle with. Maybe you feel crippled on the inside or outside because of the sins and problems of someone else that affected your life. Maybe you feel crippled on the inside because of your own sin. But the good news of Christmas is this, that God sees you and he has a special plan for your life. No matter how crippled you feel on the inside or out, he came to solve the problem of sin and suffering in the world by dying on the cross for our sin. So with that in mind, what do you say we bow for prayer? And as we bow our heads and close our eyes, if you would like to begin a relationship with God today through Jesus, you can just talk to him. We call that prayer. And there's no magical prayer that gets someone into a relationship with God. But if you mean these words in your heart, then you can have a relationship with God right now in these moments. There's nothing that Jesus wants more for Christmas than your heart. So let's all say this prayer out loud together. I'll just have you repeat it after me in order to encourage those who are praying it for the first time. Ready? Here we go. Just pray this. Dear God, I know I've sinned and made mistakes. Right now, the best I know how. I choose to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sin. He rose again from the dead to give me new life. Welcome into my life, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you just prayed that, we celebrate your first Christmas in love relationship with God, right? And so children, what I want to ask you to do is go ahead and get up now and go back to your seats. And parents, you might want to stand up so your kids can see where you're seated. And as the kids are making their way back to their seats, I want to explain a little bit about baptism. Because you know, some years ago, when I proposed marriage to Miss Jeannie, we were in college. And you know what I gave her whenever I was proposing marriage? I gave her a ring. As we say these days, I put a ring on it. I wanted to lock that hot babe down. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? When I gave her that ring and she agreed to marry me, she got all of a sudden left-handed. We just walk around the college campus. She's like, hi, how's it going? Hi. Notice anything? See, when you're in love relationship with God, you're proud of it. Just like when you're in love relationship with your new lady or your man, you know? And so the first step of obedience, once you've chosen to believe in Jesus, not when your parents or your grandma chose, but when you chose, see, is to be baptized. So if you would like to be baptized in this service and you weren't already registered to do so, it's real simple to do. You can run right back to the lobby 
and we'll get you set up and registered to be baptized right now in this service. For those of you that have already been registered, you got your blue shirt on and everything, I want you to go ahead and stand up now and walk down to Miss Pat and form a line right here. You guys come on with it. And what baptism symbolizes as they're making their way forward is it symbolizes like a liquid grave. So when the pastor, Pastor Joe, takes you under the water, it's like a liquid grave. You're buried with Christ. And then when he raises you up out of the water, it represents that you're raised to walk a whole new life in Christ. And if you're new to City Tribe Church, each time someone is baptized, it's totally appropriate to hoop and holler, to clap, to yell, to give high fives and celebrate the beautiful multi-sensory experience that God gave us called baptism. So let's celebrate it together.
Jesus has done for us and what we've witnessed that he's done in the lives of other people. So if you've not been able to, let's stand up together and let's wrap up with another song and sing of that great holy Yeah. 
I was teasing Aaron after the last service that if he keeps working on it, he might make a singer someday, right on. <laughs> Super awesome. So would you guys join me in thanking our musicians for bringing us some wonderful music? All of you guys, thank you guys. So I want to remind you of what Joe shared with us earlier. We'll be back in person January the 8th, but until then, we'll be streaming online. Look forward to seeing you guys online tomorrow and January the 1st. And as you walk from here, brothers and sisters, know that even if you feel like the crippled lamb on the inside or the outside, walk from here knowing that God has a wonderful plan for you. And he gives you peace because of the Prince of Peace that came as a baby in a manger, died on a cross and rose again from the dead to give us new life. Walk from here with new life. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us at City Tribe. We love you. We'll see you January the 8th in person. Bye. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.